Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? Oh, man. I got so much energy today. I don't know if you noticed in my in my moves at the beginning of the show, I had a little extra, you know, a little bounce to my stuff today. You did. I noticed that. I, I've got to start recording video. <laughs> I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that if once we start recording video and they actually get to see me do the dance, like they've heard me talk about the dance right. and you talk about me dancing for you know a long time now. And now when they see it, I don't know. I think... I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm just a little scared. I'm wondering should we should we start doing all these recordings in the morning? Because so we're you know we obviously we you know do these recordings at various times of the day. We've done recordings at the end of the day. Um, we've we've done recordings at you know as, as late as like nine ten o'clock at night. And uh, right, that, but but the thing is, I, I feel like your energy level stays up even that that late. But particularly <laughs> today, we're recording this in the morning, and it's it's pretty high. So. What, what, what are you well, drinking? You know, funny thing about recording <laughs> this one in the morning, and I, you know, I just kind of really got energized. I, I'm burning some calories, right? Right, right. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> is, that the, is that the deal? We got to make you hungry. <laughs> well, it just naturally made me hungry, and and uh, it, the craving just came to me. Like I am craving Chinese food right now. Oh. And I, and yeah. I, I, I don't even amazing. know if you know this or not, Russ, but my grandparents uh, owned a Chinese restaurant. Really? Yes, they they owned a Chinese restaurant, oh, and oh. some of my earliest memories. Can you work there me, for a bit? Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, there actually, we go. Yeah, on somebody yeah. else's show, we got interviewed, and I was kind of talking right. about. Yeah, That's right. I was talking about this, but they okay. My grandfather made the best Chinese spare ribs that I've ever had my whole mm. life. And just now I had a flashback to my <laughs> grandfather's Chinese spare ribs. And uh, that's where I'm going for lunch today. I have to go find a Chinese restaurant that, yeah, yeah that serves Yeah. Me. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually also, I woke up this morning with, man, I've got to have this. I'm going to a, a little small town up in uh, the, the Northern California, Going to this little small town and there's a burger place there oh. that does these amazing French fries burgers. I'm like, okay, I gotta. I, can't, I don't even know the name of the place, so I can't plug it. But oh man, I think it's I so know good. What you're talking about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our mutual friend took me there one time, and uh, the yes. fries, the yes. fries are amazing there. That is the place. So I, I'll be heading there uh, shortly after this uh, this interview. Now, now my stomach's growling, so you're gonna hear that. <laughs> In the background during this interview. <laughs> well, we better start the interview then, because yeah, both of yeah. us are. Yeah, we gotta we gotta jump in the car and get some food in us. <laughs> exactly. So we've got you know we've got the the best business network, uh, which has various podcasts on it. Fantastic talent on this network. We've gotten really lucky, <laughs> right? like finding these these great voices, these very talented people that have helped business owners in so many different ways. And we get to add to that today, to that to that roster on the Best Business Network. Yeah, we are uh, adding No Judgment podcast and the host of the podcast, Johnny Quintero, is with us today. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great, man. I'm feeling alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So did we make you hungry by all this food talk? No, I woke up and ate some leftover lasagna from yesterday. Oh, <laughs> man. That sounds my, great, too. <laughs> yeah, my girl, my girl makes the best uh, 
grounded turkey uh, lasagna. Oh, as, as, okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, and that is so much work making lasagna. <laughs> oh, man. I, I tried it once and I was like, okay, I am, I am just going to the store and buying a frozen one because it took like four or five hours. It's crazy. It should not take that long. Yeah. It should not. not take that long. I mean, it's funny that we do a business podcast, but we talk food so often. It's we do. <laughs> it's funny because I've been cooking since I was eight years old, like literally cooking dinner for my grandma, my great grandma, my mom, and my three sisters since I was eight. And um, it was because like, my sisters knew my mom was not going to be home because she worked one and a half jobs. Mm. So my mom would call and she's like, hey, are your sisters there? I'm like, no. She's like, has your grandma ate? I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, is there anything on the stove? I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, go in the refrigerator, pull this out, pull this, you know, the big pot for the soup, pull this out. And she would coach me how to cook on oh, the wow. phone while she was at work at her second job. Oh, Wow. Yeah. You were a busy, uh, you were a busy eight, eight year old. You also had, you started a lawn mowing business way back then. Yeah. So, um, my grandma, she had a stroke one year when I was little and, um, it really kind of like took me by surprise and kind of scared me. So my mom was like, you know what? You need to do the lawn. You're the man of the house. So you need to be in there pulling the weeds and, uh, tend to the garden and, cut the lawn front and back and mow the side of the house. And I'm like, all right. And I, at that time I lived in Delano. Delano is hot. So, so did what the neighbors saw you mowing your lawn and they started hiring you. How'd that happen? So my grandma, she, she, she grew up on that block. Well, didn't grow up on the block. She had that house for a long time. So she knew all the original homeowners and the widows and they would always get together during the day and talk. And stand out in front of somebody's house and they all gather and they're like, oh, he does a good job. She goes, you want to hire him? So next thing you know, I would charge 20 for the front and 20 for the back of each house. But I had like four, six houses to do every two weeks. Wow. So, so I was just I had like a lot of money. And my mom didn't even know. Right. And, she, <laughs> and then, you know, what's jacked up is that. My mom took my money. <laughs> she took it. I thought you hid it. I thought you had I it. Hid it. I hid it in my bed between the mattresses. <laughs> and they needed uh, – I remember I was so mad, right? Um, and I was like, you guys took my money? They're like, we had to do laundry. I was like, I was like, I know how much the laundry costs at the laundromat. I was like, I go with mom every weekend. I was like, it's twenty. I was like, twenty to wash, twenty to dry. I was like, that was one hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> well, she was teaching you a lesson early on. You better make your bed, otherwise, if she's got to make it, she's gonna find your money. <laughs> she's gonna find the money. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the lesson I learned. The lesson I learned is there's always gonna be a mama tax. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you were working the side hustle early on in life. During school, I was selling candy. I would go to the dollar store, and back then you could buy like three Snickers for a, do a dollar, right, at the Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. And then I would go and sell them for a dollar. Well, check this out. So I'm I'm doing really good, right? And I would, I would wait. Like my class was like almost towards the front of the school where everybody walks down this hallway. So as soon as my class got out, I just stand right here in this little grassy area and I just, you know, 
sell my candy. This teacher who had it out for me, my second grade teacher, Mrs. Madamba, I'll never forget her. <laughs> that lady, that was a real Karen. That was like the first Karen in my life. <laughs> She's like, hey, you can't be selling uh, things on campus. It's illegal. And I'm like, what? I'm like, it's just candy, lady. I'm like, get out of here. What? You know what this lady did? The very next day, she comes with candy and sits in my spot and starts selling candy. <laughs> oh. oh, wow! I, I got I got my uh, selling illegal things on on and uh, school ground story real quick here. Yeah. So I think around the same age you probably were. I, I I'm guessing I don't know. I'm guessing I'm around nine or ten years old. And at the time, I was going to a school that was kind of out in the suburbs, but. I had a lot of family that lived in San Francisco and I would go visit all the time. We'd go down to Chinatown and stuff like that. And, and you know, in Chinatown, they sell a lot of fireworks. Mm. So, <laughs> but out in the suburbs, they nobody had access yeah. to fireworks, no. right? So <laughs> I would go buy up all the fireworks I could afford in Chinatown. I'd bring it back to my school at like when I'm 10 years old. <laughs> and I was, you brought explosives to school? Fireworks, which obviously was illegal in the area <laughs> and, and illegal to sell on campus. But I had my backpack full of fireworks and stuff and I was selling this. I made so much money. I thought I was so smart. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's a little more illegal than candy. <laughs> A little more. I'm wondering, can I still get in trouble for telling that story? I don't know. Maybe we'll, oh. we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, in my middle school, I had a, there, our band teacher would sell like candy, drinks, like all this stuff. He wasn't supposed to either, right? Like you just you can't do that. So he would wait till the bell rings, close the door. All right, anybody want anything? <laughs> like, so the, he wouldn't wow. get caught by the principal or whatever. It's like, what are you teaching us right now? <laughs> Come on. Well, he, he, taught, he, he did teach me to be a, uh, an Eagles fan. He was our music teacher. So, you know, that, that's a win, I guess. <laughs> that is a win. <laughs> it's funny, though. You know, like, uh, so you, you started as, as an entrepreneur early. You, yeah. You started, like, creating these, these little things, like, just selling candy, recognizing that, oh, I could buy three for a dollar and then sell them for a dollar each. I'm, I'm making money here. This is great. Yeah. And you still do that. You continue to do that. Like, so what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing now to uh, help business owners? Personally, I know a lot of business owners and I know what it's like to start a business, your very first business and how scary it could be. So I'll come in and I'll help them out with a marketing strategy. I usually go in there and I'll look at their shop, their brick and mortar spot. I get a feel for their environment and a good feel for what, who they are. So take, for instance, uh, a buddy of mine opened up his first barbershop out in Mountain View. He was probably getting just enough customers to get by to pay the rent, right? So and now I was like, I know you're hurting, so let me come in. Let me do a marketing strategy for you, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, man, I would love to, but I can't afford that. I go, I didn't say I was charging you. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wow. I'm just gonna mm. come in and I'm I'm gonna I wanna see you straight. I just wanna see people successful. He goes, Are you serious? He's like, I never met someone like you. He's like, I know we've been friends for a couple of years, but that's that's weird to me. So I was mm. like, it's all good. I was like, I know my place in this world. You gotta be the it's like Gandhi said, you gotta be the change in the world that you wanna see. 
so I go to his barbershop. I look and I go, all right. And I was like, used to be a break dancer, right? He's like, yeah, loves hip hop. He's playing hip hop in the barbershop. I said, you know what we should do? We should make a podcast, a barbershop podcast where it's just guys talking. Just like how we mm. talk in the barbershop. They just talk about whatever comes to our mind. And we sit right here in this po- it, it, right here in the barbershop. Right. And you can have new guests all the time and you can interview them. You have this platform. Yeah. You know what, Johnny? I, I, we have to take a quick break. I, I hate okay. to interrupt the story because, uh, you know, this is a really good uh, story and a really good indicator of the types of stories you're going to be telling and people you're going to be interviewing on your show. So when we come back from break, I want you to continue this. Sorry for the interruption. That's Hold okay. On one moment. And we're back with DIY for Business with Russ and Greg. Heard on the bestbusinessnetwork.com. Please go to that website. Check out the, the fantastic business shows that we have on there, including No Judgment Podcast. And we have the host of that show, Johnny Quintero, with us. And before the break, Johnny was talking about how he just voluntarily helped this barber that was kind of struggling with his shop and he put together a, a really cool marketing idea by doing a, you know, a barbershop podcast. So uh, unfortunately I had to break for, you know, really quickly, but Johnny, please, uh, you know, continue the story. It's a cool one. Yeah. So, um, so I told him on the, at the end of the podcast, what we can do is we'll, we'll just have you in focus and I want you to give a shout out to all the local Bay area rappers Right in the, within a certain mile radius, invite them to come to uh, submit their videos to your email of them of their best freestyle, right? And then three lucky winners each month will come and they'll do a cipher right here in the barbershop, and they could be a guest on the show. And I go now because you're doing that, you're gonna get people who obviously want to line up, uh, have a relationship with you, so they're gonna start coming to your barbershop. I didn't go, and I noticed that you have a lot of blank walls here because you're still starting. Since you're in a hip hop like me, why don't we give artists a platform, and we'll invite some graffiti artists or people who paint on canvases to decorate your walls with their artwork that they can sell here in the barbershop, and you'll make a ten percent uh, um, brokerage fee uh, for that. And I said, so what we'll do is once we get all this set up. We'll invite the uh, the media out out here. Uh, we'll have we can have a taco guy selling tacos. He's not going to charge you. He can sell. He making money for people coming. We'll put on all the social media platforms. Come out. We'll have a DJ. He could DJ for free and be passing out his business cards so he can network and make some money. And the, we'll have an art gallery. And while everybody's here, and then we'll talk to the media. Have you say, look, you know. Um, yeah, I got my I have my own platform, but I want to be able to give other artists their own platform, even if they can't afford afford it. And we're that's how we're giving back to the community. And he's like, he's all, you came up with that from just being in here for five minutes in my shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I like think- the. I like the combination of stuff that you're doing there, right? Like you've got you've got the the, the music talent coming in, the, the the DJ coming in, right? You've got the artists coming in, you've got 
the taco truck. You, you, you're bringing in all of these different elements, something, you, you know, you, you don't typically think about in, in a barbershop, which is cool. <laughs> and it makes you stand out. It, it's, it's something, it's something different that they're, they're not expecting to see in there. I mean, you created a, you created a block party at the barbershop. Yeah. I've always had, I've always had ideas like this. And when I was in other, like other businesses and I was on the lower end of the scale, you know, employees, and I was the bottom line, nobody wanted to listen to my ideas. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And I was that kid who always sat in the board meetings or I, I wanted to sit in the uh, the meetings just for the managers and owners. And I soak up game and I'd be like, I have an idea. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. OK. And they just brushed me off. Mm. And, and then, you know, fast forward like 10 years later. I'm making more money than these guys. <laughs> Should have listened to me. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like you've got to listen to. We did a show on uh, on, on diversity um, at, at one point, and it was like listening to different ideas, bringing different people in that like don't share your same experience. Your you know, like what you've what you've dealt with in life, and bringing in these different viewpoints to bring in like different ideas and to, to grow your business. And it's just like, it, it's, a, it's amazing to me that people don't think that it's, it, I, I hate when people like, cause okay. So, you know, everybody listens to the show. I, I talk a little too much about improv, but um, you know, with improv, there's, there's no bad ideas, right? You can't say no to anything. You just have to yes. And it, which means you say yes. And we could do this. Right. And, and it's, and it makes for like, art <laughs> you know it makes for something so much better and i just hate when people are like oh no don't 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 take this idea because first of all they're missing out on something big potentially right they're missing out on something that could grow their business that could make them more money and then also they're upsetting you as as the employee and you don't want to be there anymore and, and you know and then you go on and, and hey uh, you know i'm gonna go off on my own make more money and and you know, there you go it, it's just it's so it, it's always so frustrating to me uh that that whole lack of being able to take ideas yeah people always told me what i was gonna do what i was gonna be in life like they always put a cap on me and i was like mm-hmm. no i don't like i can do whatever i want and i've always had that attitude like you're a sucker like you do things the hard way like when i was little people would tell me Jonathan, you you're freaking lazy. I go, but I got it done though. <laughs> and now that I'm older, now that I'm older, everybody's like, dude, you made that, you got that done hella quick. Now they give me praise and like, dude, you're a genius. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? We believe it or not, we got to take another break here. Uh, okay. <laughs> when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. It's Russ and Greg with you. We're talking with one of our newest podcasts on the Best Business Network, the No Judgment Podcast. John is joining us today, and we've been – well, actually, you know what? We've, we've been talking about your experiences in the in the in uh, throughout your business career, but we also – learned some new stuff about Greg here. And <laughs> in the beginning of the show, 
we talked about the Chinese restaurant and, and well, I, I'm really thinking about the, uh, the, the, the ribs, but the ribs, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we all know you're a fan of the ribs, but I don't oh, think you've made Chinese spare ribs yet. So maybe that's a recipe you're going to have to look at. Chinese yeah. I, ribs are bomb. I, I, right? I, I right? look into that one. Yes. <laughs> I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. I like, I'm that guy that makes everything. My friends come over all the time religiously because they know I cook. I put out a, gr- a group text. I'm cooking. They don't even care. They just show up with beer. Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll have to head over. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> okay. We're going we're gonna to get John's address later. So, that... <laughs> You know, Johnny, I want your opinion on something because, you know, with, with my grandparents, at a very young age, I got to see kind of the, the struggles and the challenges they had being, you know, a minority – you know, and and starting a business and running a business, it just seemed like there were some additional challenges for them back in the day. And I and I know those challenges are still there when I'm working with minority business owners. And uh, with your show and you personally, you're very invested in helping the minority business owner. And then can you share your ideas on that? You know, I think it really has to do with uh, my upbringing, my grandpa. He came from the Philippines and uh, he started a, He started his first business. Uh, it was a, a five by 10 grocery store in Stockton called the Delta. And um, he was too big hearted. Uh, he fronted a lot of people groceries. He struggled, you know, because he was always taking care of people. But he moved on and he ended up, um, you know, running farms and stuff like that. And he had hundreds of people he employed throughout Delano. Um, and he was always, he was always helping people. And I didn't get to know my grandpa that much, but I always heard his stories. And there was so many people that showed up to his, his funeral that we didn't even know that he was helping. My grandpa had eight kids and he was constantly inviting people to stay till they got on their feet. And people during the funeral, people were coming up to my grandma and saying, your husband, he would come almost every week or every other week with groceries because my husband died and he he was taking care of us. And I don't know, if, like we, there was like a line of people, like, wow, that's you cool. know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah. always, it's always been a big thing to me is like when I hired my employees, a lot of, uh, for, for Delta Force Restoration, a lot of these guys, they were all making like $12 an hour or lower, or they couldn't get a job because they had a criminal record. Uh, or they were, one, I got one guy from the homeless shelter and he was a really good hearted guy. And I said, you know, I would teach him how to become a boss. And the very first day uh, they would ride with me. I'm like, you're going to be a boss. Watch. I'm going to show you how to be it. And I helped one launch the first guy that, uh, that got with me. I helped him launch his, his restoration business. You know, and I, and I put him up on game and he's like, you really did see a boss in me that first day I rode with you. And I go, listen, I know what it's like to have people try to enslave you so they can use you. That's not my role in this world. My role in this world is to wipe the window for you to see that there's another side to that door. It's up to you if you want to walk through. That's amazing. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. These are like, there's things that I, I feel like, you know, in, in doing the show, there's, there's, there's all these various things that I've like written down 
of like little quotes that I use. So you, you, you've made it to my quote list. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. So your podcast, yeah. what, what are you talking about on your podcast? And who, who are some of the people that you're talking with? The No Judgment Podcast was basically just something I wanted people, I wanted people to be themselves and not be so professional, you know, and, and, and still talk about their experience. You know, some people, they, they talk about business and it's so blah. And I, I can't, I can't listen to PBS channels. So I'll fall asleep, you know. <laughs> and I know a lot of business owners, you know, like myself, and we all have unique stories. And I want, I always wanted to do a podcast where I just interview people like myself who have hustles, who we all have struggles. But I think it's more important for us to understand as a community that we're not alone. You know, we always wish that we could go back knowing what we know now. But what if you know somebody now who can teach you what you're going through about what you're going through right now that they've already been through? Right. You can learn from their mm-hmm. history, yeah. you know, so creating that awareness of you're not alone. And a lot of people I know for my age, uh, my generation, we have self-destructive behavior. Right. Um, and that's why I started promoting my I wanted to promote my my clothing line on my podcast as well. Uh, the uh, Mestizo Way. Um and so a lot of people don't know that they s- suffer from self-destructive behavior. They'll get in, they'll get a new job and, and it's always the same story. Oh, my manager's great. Everybody there's so cool. They're so nice. Three months, six months down the road. I hate it there. My boss is a jerk. I hate this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll find a reason to mess it up or get fired or quit. People are addicted to the self-destructive behavior, whether if it's in their personal life or in their business life, their, their career. And I wanted to create awareness. And a lot of people don't even know that they're suffering from that, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I'll see, I'll see business owners. I'm like, you're wilding out, man. Like you, you need to tighten it down mm-hmm. and, and, and really pay attention because sometimes people in your own camp will try to sabotage you. So uh, do you plan on bringing on guests that are going through it or have already been through it or, or both? I'm going to do both. A lot of people I've already interviewed are first time business owners, you know, and then I want to interview some people who have been in the game a lot longer. So, right. And those, those type of people, they're a little bit more hard to make time for that, that it's hard for them to make time for this well what i love about you johnny and is your spirit you know I, I, you're you're real you're authentic uh but your heart is, is is so huge and you're just out there trying to you know pay it forward and, and help people and uh you know russ and i through our podcast you know we're trying to help the the small medium business owners the entrepreneurs out there i love that you just said you know let them feel like you're not alone because that's kind of our tagline is like we don't want people to feel like they're alone there are people like the the three of us that are they're trying to help that have their best interests and that's what i really enjoy about your show is uh you know, the filters are off. It's just real people talking about their, their lives, their experiences, the, the failures, the successes, and and all with the purpose of how do we help others that are listening to this show? Yeah. A real king 
serves his kingdom, you know, and and a lot of people, I think there's always this big, big misconception that, well, oh, you're a boss. You don't have to work. I'm like, bro, it is totally opposite. When you're the boss, you got to do other people's jobs when they don't show up. And then when everybody clocks out and goes home and turns their phone off and don't want to answer, you're still working. You're doing the paperwork. You're making the phone calls. You're doing the collections. You're planning out the uh, the financials, looking at, oh, shoot, we're going to make next week's uh, payroll. You know, you got to there's a lot of things that come with that. And it's a heavy crown. And so Mm -hmm. I would I would personally I would rotate all my employees for each project and let them have be a project manager for each site. So it was a rotation. So they get a profit. So they would work their guys um, and, and make sure that there was less overhead. So because if there was less overhead on the job, right, then they get a bigger percentage of the the um, of the profit. Right. So they all got a chance to shine. I said, no, I did that for a reason. This way you're used to having to motivate your team, watching who's 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 the weak link and and this way you know what it feels like to be the boss but imagine if you had to do this every day (laughs) (laughs) but if some of you like it then you can't do it you know and and it's gonna bring doing that brings out the stars in people and lets people know hey i i think i i think i could do this if if this is your podcast man i want to listen every week <laughs> <laughs> thanks you know like yeah. i mean it's 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 such a, a feel good thing uh, I, I love that you have music in the background as well your podcast. Thank you. oh yeah it's so lively keeps, keeps it moving yeah, yeah gotta I, we got to consider that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the the podcast is linked in this podcast description it's also available on our uh, best business network website that is linked on this as well the best business network.com john thank you so much for joining us today thank you russ thank you greg thank you for having me oh johnny thanks for coming on and just keep being you man i love it all right, will do. Thank you. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your business to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. You can leave your questions at our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. And uh, if you're a business owner, we'd love to talk to you as well and see how we can help you out. Um, We thank you for listening. We thank you for subscribing. We thank you for reviewing DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Electric Acid. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Renee. With her extensive experience as a double CEO, therapist, and renowned treatment specialist, Dr. Calvert's approach to recovery and emotional freedom is unique and diverse. Dr. Calvert's innovative and unfiltered perspective sheds light on the importance of being human and encourages guests and listeners to get real. Joined by Bindi Hyde, producer, coach, and founder of Ethical Change Agency on a mission to spread collective change, understanding that it starts with us. It's time to get real. Hello, fellow Lushes. The tavern is now open. So grab a cocktail and join Dimples in the Beard for riveting conversations with gorgeous playmates, sexy OnlyFans, hilarious comedians, talented actors, brilliant directors, gifted musicians, and so much more. Watch on YouTube and listen on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And subscribe to Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard. 
Presented by Society 13 and the Electrocast Network. See you at the tavern. Electrocast. Electrocast.